This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Virginia only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 532 3500. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. Jimmy, along with Bruce Marshall, the goal sheet, little hockey, little hoops, little football, Champions League style, and Major League Baseball. Betting the board, spraying the board with uh, wagers uh, on this Tuesday, every Tuesday with Bruce. But before we get to your selections today, uh, Bruce, let's talk about what happened last night in the NBA because both of the public teams, the Knicks and Golden State, and both of these teams were higher-seeded teams that were definitely in a desperate spot, trying to avoid going down 3-1, to one. Um, So especially Golden State. And uh, both were way more competitive than Game 3, where they were both blowing out, but uh, just could not uh, quite get it done. So uh, the, and, and on my podcast, I mean, on you know yesterday when I gave it out, I gave out both home teams. And I just didn't think the the zigzag was quite as strong away from home. And I saw a little bit of a killer instinct by Miami. Very much uh, a lot of a killer instinct in Miami in round one. The way they got it done. The only game they lost was when they sat Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was not as explosive, not 100%, but he was extremely efficient. And they're, they're, they're just playing really well right now. So both won last night, especially I liked, uh, I liked Miami the most. And in that game last night with, uh, with Golden State, a lot to be taken. Uh, there's so many storylines there. But keep in mind, second round, home teams against the spread, now 14-4. and four. And that's, that is strong. That is strong so far uh, in the second round. But to the game last night, Golden State flips the script. They go from just conceding attacking the rim, you know, shots in the paint because they don't want to deal with Davis, but they pull him out in pick and roll, and they are getting so many points in the paint and shooting at a very high percentage. I figure they showed that in the first half, and then maybe they would get away from it and go back to perimeter. They didn't. They kept it going, and they were getting a lot of easy buckets uh, in the paint until the very end where they kind of just leave a one-on-one situation where uh, Davis forced uh, Steph Curry into two Low percentage shots, low percentage for him, are a little bit different, but still, and just kind of some, they're getting away from that down the stretch, and also, you know, not calling timeout, situational awareness, um, and then of course, you know, who can who can factor in, you know, Walker the third, where he had 15 points in the fourth quarter alone, a wild night in back and forth, uh, certainly a 50-50 game as far as a cover. Uh, was concerned. I did not like it that much at all. I got lucky laying a two and a half. But your thoughts on last night's really, real highly entertaining game uh, in L.A. last night? 
Yeah, it was. And and Golden State's lack of execution down the stretch really surprised me because they were suddenly, I, yes, I know it was Steph, but those were certainly not high percentage shot uh, shots, especially uh, that second shot when they had the rebound bounce back to him. Uh, he stepped back 30-footer. There was still time on the shot clock for them to work for something else. Draymond uh, also I thought should have went up. He had Schroeder on him. He's got a mouse uh, in the house. The go ahead. Go up. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. Go right there. Uh, so, and, and a few other things. Steph not calling the timeout right at the end. It just it just sort of happened like that. But their execution was poor. Lonnie Walker Ford saved the Lakers last night. The Lakers have had, this is interesting, in the postseason they've had some games where Hachimura, uh, Reeves has been pretty consistent, Walker last night. So some of these others, as Shaq likes to call them, have been stepping up for L.A. Uh, pretty good. And now the Warriors are up, up against it here. The one thing you mentioned there, Jimmy, um, about the home sides here, yes, that's been happening in the second round. And what you see sometimes uh, you get conflicting sorts of trends coming in here. There's the zigzag, but then that runs counter to the home thing last night. And the home teams won. The home teams are doing very well, especially those two. Uh, Miami and the Lakers have been winning and covering every single game at home in the playoffs thus far. The zigzag thing, drill a little bit with that. You were right. I mean, there are certain situations where the zigzag seems to work better. And I know you know there has been a lot of back and forth. It, the, the real way it works is in the start, the start of a series, Home favorite loses the first game. Home team loses the first game. Comes back in the second game. That has been paying off like a loose What's slot machine. What's seven one this, this, this play, yeah. postseason? Yeah, yeah. The only the only one that didn't was that game uh, with Knicks. the Knicks, where they won by six, and that with the number one up late. But straight up, it's like sixteen and oh no. Uh, so uh, and and the spread mark very close to that as well. So that's that's where I think you really have to look at the at the zigzag more is right at the start of a series, and uh, right now. Like you said, this round, the home court has been pretty, pretty strong. So that's something we want to look at as well. That's one thing for the Brooklyn Nets to be in a desperate spot. Okay, farly in, you know, inferior, you know, far inferior team. But, you know, and, you know, I can make a case for this Miami Knicks as being sort of an equal matchup. It's a bad, uh, you know, equal talented teams. Okay, Knicks are the home team. Miami's probably a little bit, but. You know, and I don't think there's much separation between Golden State and L.A. as well. But it's more of the desperate spot, not so much zigzag, for a team that's at least competitive or superior that has been phenomenal in, in this postseason. And we saw better efforts by both of them. I mean, Julius Randle was much better saying, what happens if he doesn't fall out? you know, in the later stages. Miami was content to run clock first and, and get a good shot uh, later. Uh, and then, well, let's face it, Golden State and L.A. could have gone either way. There's there's no question uh, about that. So, uh, you know, you did get better efforts uh, last night. They just didn't uh, cash in. But I, I'm taking Miami. Uh, Miami was my, you know, my best bet last night, and I'm glad they uh, came through. Speaking of decisions and uh, game management down the stretch, I introduced you to the Boston Celtics, okay? And that was poor in game four, to say the least. I mean, uh, recognize what's happening in the game. Harden is hot today. Don't leave him, okay? Embiid can't get a shot off against Horford. How many well, could not get a shot off that that led to Boston's uh, big comeback? And still they double Embiid and leave, and leave, uh, <clears throat> leave Harden there, excuse me. And then you have on the offensive end, 18 seconds, you don't get a shot off. 
You don't dribble the clock down when you're down. Just don't do that, okay? You do that when you're in a field goal range in the NFL. So this is – and they don't even get a shot off. I think they're really weak on something. And how about uh, how about uh, Jalen Brown, their most efficient, their best option in this game? He doesn't get a field goal attempt uh, in the post – in in the uh, overtime period. Design something for him. I think Boston, some of this uh, bench, this weakness on the bench is costing him. Tonight, game five, Boston is seven and a half to 12 over Philadelphia. Yeah, that's all true. And, you know, Boston also has this sort of disturbing uh, habit for Celtics fans, and it goes back to last year in the playoffs. When they have a chance to really throw a knockout blow, they don't do it. Um, and they make it much harder on themselves. Let's just rewind a little bit to last year and uh, uh, the Milwaukee series um, with a chance to go up 3-2 at home uh, last May. They lose at home, and they put themselves into a desperate spot, and they responded. They responded. They won game six at Milwaukee, then they won big in game seven at home, but they made it a little tougher on themselves than they had to. Uh, Miami last year, I mean, the, the, the same thing. They have a chance to close that series out at home, game six, and they lose, and they don't look good doing it. Again, make it hard on themselves. They have to go down to Miami and hold on in Game 7 to win. In the finals, they had the Warriors down 2-1. They had a chance to go 3-1 up at TD Garden. They lost, and that time they didn't recover. And how about the series against Atlanta just a couple of weeks ago? Chance to close it out at home. Trey Young goes nuts. They lose in Game 5 with a closeout. Again, making it harder on themselves. They had to go to Game 6 in Atlanta, postpone Janet Jackson's concert and all that. So they have this this tendency to do this. Joe Mazzulla is coming under some criticism here. Some of his late game strategies, the, I, the the timeout thing. You know, it, it turns out, yeah, maybe they would have been better using a timeout. I don't think that in itself is so bad. But we've seen some of these other things happen in the in the postseason thus far, where Mazzulla is coming under question. Brown not shooting late in the games, fourth quarters and overtime. This has gone on for a while. Uh, he, he's been a great. He's their second best scorer. He can attack the bucket. And it, they seem to go away from too much uh, Tatum. The bottom line for me is I don't know that I trust Boston laying this many points uh, tonight at home. Uh, Philadelphia. Now, look, James Harden has been his bipolar. He makes Anthony Davis look like Mr. Consistency uh, this postseason with uh, his back and forth in this series. But when he's hot, he's very hot. There was Tyrese Maxey also played better the other day. And, of course, Embiid looks like he's beyond the injury. Um I think that's too many points to give Philadelphia tonight. And just noting Boston's character, they seem to make it tough on themselves. Uh, I would rather take the Sixers plus the points tonight uh, in uh, Game 5. We're down to a best of three now in this series. All right, so Bruce is looking for a, a tight game uh, in Game 5 tonight, Boston and Philadelphia. It's, it, I, I totally understand it's sort of philosophical between coaches. Some coaches like to call timeout. Some p- coaches don't. Uh, generally speaking, it's sort of a confidence in your, your point guard and, and your ball handler. But as soon as they're just running down clock and it's going to compromise, boom, I'm hitting a timeout. I'm sorry. He's result-oriented, if you will. That's fine. But there's no excuse. Um, I I just did. Them, them running down the clock, which gave, uh, you know, Forced Philadelphia to play less time. Well, you saw it. It was a difference in a second whether or not they win or lose with smart shot uh, going in after the buzzer. Denver and Phoenix, uh, five and a half to 27 and a half. Denver wins the first two at home. Phoenix wins the next two at home. All four, t- all four games, one covered by the home team. 
Phoenix, one of the slowest teams, one of the, uh, I think, the worst team uh, in fast break uh, production this year, all of a sudden is getting up and down. Chris Paul's out. They can run a little bit more. He slows the ball down a little bit. Denver back at home, 5.5 to 27.5 over the Suns. Yeah, by the way, the stat line from uh, uh, Game 4, most shocking of the postseason. I mean, 40 to 11 uh, bench points for Phoenix. Uh, you know, this yes. is, bench has been a weakness. I mean, Landry Shamet, ex yeah. Wichita State. I mean, Kyler Murray would have been more likely to come in and, and score 19 <laughs> as Shamet was. So, But that's that's how the postseason goes. And, oh, by the way, the Joker, if you're going to shove an owner – Make it Mark Cuban or James Dolan from the Knicks. Uh, this is Shiva. He hasn't done anything to get anybody mad yet on the Phoenix side. So anyway, uh, also uh, tonight, Chris Paul, uh, he can spend today making another State Farm commercial. He's out again tonight, that groin strain. It looks to me like Monty, uh, they're, they're going to go as long as they can before bringing Paul back uh, until they're up against it. That's my, my thought. If they lose tonight, uh, they'll bring him back in game six. Uh, that's kind of what I'm hearing. But they did pull those two games out. This, uh, again, you mentioned it, Jimmy. This series has been the home team series. And that's uh, that's sort of been Denver's pattern. Denver's a sub-500 team on the road this season. So they just don't bring it on the road like they do at home. They're 39-7 and seven, uh, straight up at Ball Arena, which they used to call the Pepsi Center in Denver uh, this season. So a much different team at home. They haven't lost at home yet in the uh, in the playoffs. Uh, they've, they've had a couple of uh, hairy games, though. Uh, a couple of those against Minnesota were not that easy. And game two, they might have been on their way to losing game two uh, until Paul went out. Um, and the, the easy thing here is just to assume, you know, stick with the home back and forth here. That's what this series has been. <clears throat> but what bothers me about Denver here is uh, sometimes they fall back into too much uh, joker mode here. And, yeah, he can do things like score 53. But you still need a second and third reliable option here. Jamal Murray has been scoring. He hasn't had a great series yet. He is not shooting threes. He's two for 18 from beyond the arc last uh, uh, the last three games. And uh, Aaron Gordon, Pope, uh, Contavious Caldwell, Pope, uh, kind of up and down in the series. So I'm not sure this is going to be that easy. Booker alone seems to be able to give uh, Phoenix a, a chance here. And with KD... All they need is one other guy. It happened to be Shamet uh, stepping up the other day. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get a DeAndre Ayton sighting before this, season, this series is over. But uh, the last three games, Phoenix could have won game two, and they did win games three and four without Paul. Now I know they're on the road, but I still like this is enough points for me to give Phoenix a shot here. So I'm looking at both underdogs tonight. There you go. A bucket of trend uh, in uh, in this uh, second round and also uh, in this series as well. Let's move over to the ice. Uh, well, home ice don't mean as much as it does home court. <laughs> I don't you, – you don't have to even know what icing is to know that. I mean, it is unreal, boy. It's been profitable on the road. But New Jersey, one that is holding serve is New Jersey's back home, and they smashed, especially uh, being offensively challenged at times. Not the case in game three. Now they look to even it up against Carolina tonight. 155 and five and a half right now at Bet Rivers, the Devils over Carolina. You're more interested in the puck line at a much juicier price, minus one and a half plus 175. Yeah, I mean this is this is a crazy series. The home ice has worked in in, in this series thus far, and, and emphatically so. Um, New Jersey just seemed a better, a different team on on Sunday. Now they went to Vanacek in goal. So Lindy Ruff, I mean he he pulled Akira Schmidt, so he's probably going back to Vanacek tonight. Rod Brendamore 
on the other side. He had to pull. He pulled Anderson in the game on um, on on Sunday in Game Three. So both of these coaches have been pulling goalies. That is not the best thing for continuity on the defensive side. There, I would assume Anderson goes back in goal tonight for Carolina. But New Jersey got flying. They went straight up the ice. Uh, the, the Hughes brothers really got going. They got Nico Heischer involved for the first time in the playoffs, really, for Heischer. And uh, they they can really step it up. And we, we've seen them play. We saw this in Game uh, 7 of the Rangers series where they, they – and, and they also played very well um, uh, at the end of that series, too, against the Rangers. We've seen home ice work for the Devils their last uh, few games there. Uh they can pump goals in here. And, of course, you know, you're probably going to – you could well see Carolina's behind. You know, they'll pull the goalie late. you got a chance always. The puck line, you always have one last uh, one last uh, shot in the last couple minutes if yes. you're ahead with the uh, empty net. So, I could see – let's let's roll with the Devils here. This has been kind of a, a, a wild series, and, and uh, the puck line it would have worked for the winner in every game thus far. Let's do it again with the Devils here tonight. Make this a three-game series going back to Raleigh after tonight, and I think the Devils even it up and do it in style in Newark tonight. You may have Raleigh. heard me from South Louisiana in your backyard when they got uh, that game one Vegas Golden Knights in Edmonton at the end with that little empty netter. Boom! That's a winner, minus one and a half. So, yes, I'm always looking for that as well. So home uh, home ice uh, in this one, uncharacteristic for this NHL postseason. Uh, in that one, you're looking for them to even up there. But we're zigzagging in the stars, cracking. Cracking game one, stars game two, cracking game three. Now here we are. But you got another angle for us, the sevens theory. What you got, Bruce? Yeah, the rule of seven. Uh, when you when you give up seven goals in the NHL, uh, the next game the record is awfully, awfully good, and it's it's better. It's it's kind of quirky. It's like you land right on seven, giving it up. It's better than the record coming the next game isn't better than eight. That's just one of those quirky statistical trends. But uh, and that one worked in Dallas's favor, losing seven two the other night. Jake Ottinger, uh, note this uh, in the playoffs coming off a loss. Five and one, the next game is last six off a loss, 1.84 GAA. Uh, this is what happened in the first series against Minnesota. Dallas went down. They lost the first at home, similar to the way they blew game one in this series, came back pretty strong in game two. Uh, and then played their worst game of the series in game three against Minnesota, then took control of the series. Seattle's a little different sea uh, monster here. Uh, the Kraken, uh, seven goals all by different scores in game three. Oh, wow. Uh, five, the first game, five goals all by different scores. They've had 16 different goal scores in the postseason thus far, and that's the strength of this team. They roll four lines out there. Dave Haxtell doesn't have to shorten his bench late in the game. You see a lot of a lot of coaches do that. They won't put the third or especially the fourth line out there if they haven't been that effective. Haxtell's team is fresh. And they've got some star, and they they have some guys who won Stanley. I mean, Yanni, Yanni Gord is a is a Cup winner from Tampa Bay. Grubauer was still in Washington when they won, so they've got a little bit more experience than it seems like. But I love the rule of seven. I love the zigzag in this series. I especially love Ottinger off a poor effort. You don't see him pulled that often. He was pulled by Pete DeBoer uh, in Game Three. I expect Dallas to bounce back here tonight. We're laying a little bit over 130 here. Uh, 132 Jimmy. at Bad Rivers, yeah. 132 now, yeah. I do it. Uh, puck line possibly. But I just, I, it's a little higher price than I like to lay normally. But I like Dallas bouncing back here tonight. This is too good a team to play bad for two games in a row like they did on Sunday. All right, uh, Bruce, who has been coming on my radio show for over 25 years. Uh, every week you told me a while back. 
that Man City was way more concerned with the Champions League and then the pre- the Prem League because well they you know they've 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 done that won that uh, in the Prem not so much in the Champions League but you're looking at today's semifinal uh, Man City going to Real Madrid uh, the three way Man City plus one eighteen Real Madrid plus two forty the the draw is plus two seventy five. Here we go, Bruce. Are you? Is this personal with you and Man City? You 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 don't like the way they operate. What's going on here? Well, sort of. Or it's <laughs> Real Madrid on the hat. Now my wife made me wear it. No, she doesn't like Real Madrid actually. Um, but just so people realize, you know, who's managing Manchester City? Great manager is uh, Pep Guardiola from Barcelona. So I mean, he that's where he had played, and he's Catalan all the way. So there's some little extra with him against Real Madrid. Here we go again uh, with Real Madrid in in the Champions. We saw this last year. Nobody really gave them much of a chance, and especially the Manchester City Series rematch of the semifinals last year. Now, they were dead to rights in in that matchup. Uh, The second leg, which was at the Bernabeu in Madrid last year, uh, scored two goals at the death by Rodrigo, about a minute apart to force the uh, overtime. Then they won it on the in the Benzema spot kick in overtime. But here we go. Now, here we go again. They flip it this year. Now, they, you go back um, to the Etihad to, to Manchester for game two. So they're opening it up here in Madrid. That's This is an awfully good price for Real Madrid. They did. They lost that game last week to Real Sociedad, and I missed that one on the show last week. But they ended up right at the end, Benzema. They ended up resting him. Vinicius did not play in that game. They're both in there. This team's very calm. Carlo Ancelotti might have Guardiola's number. Benzema, keep an eye on him. He just he beats you with his mind, and this is what Guardiola has talked about. He finds spaces for himself. He's the bet. He was the Ballon d'Or winner last year. Don't underestimate Real Madrid. And I know this is an obsession now for middle for Man City and the Middle Eastern oil money that runs the team. And this is why they brought Erling Holland in this year. That extra goal score. But Holland doesn't do much for you other than score goals. I know that's a good thing to do. Uh, but I'm not necessarily convinced Man City is better than it was last year just because of Holland. This is too good a price to pass bypass with Real Madrid at home. So I will take the home side in this first leg in the Champs League today. All right. Uh, at, at, on the plus 240 in the three-way, right? Yeah. Big, big yes. score uh, there. All right, let's move on to Major League Baseball. 4-1 last week on your MLB picks, uh, Bruce. You got three of them today. Start with the best team in baseball, Tampa Bay. Uh, Eflin uh, on the hill today at Baltimore. And, man, they were just – you know, you could throw out a pitcher. Uh, was it McClanahan last night with the shutout? Um, they, I mean, they, you know, they lead the league in uh, you know majors and home runs, run differential. Then you got a guy – was an absolute stopper uh, like that against a good hitting team in Baltimore. That Baltimore Atlanta team was well played. Listen to a lot of Braves radio broadcasts on that one, and they were more than complimentary of the young uh, upstart uh, Baltimore Orioles. One thirty six and eight right now at Bet Rivers. Eflin over Rodriguez. Yeah, I, let's just ride Tampa Bay here. This is uh, that's a that's a fair price given how well they are playing. Twenty nine and seven. They have won all five of Eflin's starts this season. He has been very very solid, very very consistent. And it, it wasn't too long. I mean, two years ago they they beat Baltimore like a drum. The Orioles held their own a little bit better last season, but there is some recent serious history here. And that's when the Orioles were still bad two years ago. But Tampa Bay is beating everybody right now. Rodriguez the other way for uh, for Baltimore. I don't know. He really had a, a rough time of it in his last start against uh, the Royals. His two best starts both came against Detroit. 
Um, you know, they, they just, he was hot shot prospect, but he hasn't looked all that consistent. He, he had a little bit of trouble when they called him up uh, earlier in April. Uh, now he faces this hot team right now. And shutting out the Orioles last night, that was extremely impressive. But Tampa Bay, they just keep pushing the right buttons, and Eflin has been trustworthy enough. Every start has been very good for him. And like I said, they're 5-0 and in his starts. So I would go ahead and do it with Tampa Bay at that price tonight up at Camden Yards. All right. Uh, also, uh, you know, when when Washington announced their opening day starter was Patrick Corbin, I'm like, oh, this guy's been an auto-fade for two years or two years plus. Yeah, he they don't win the World Series without him. He was basically unhittable out of relief, you know, game after game after game. Uh, but it just it's just a... If he's the opening day starter, what does that say about their rotation? We know they got rid of Soto and Bell and others. Um, you know, they, they were no bigger seller than them. They have played good baseball as of late and hot. They came back from big run deficits against a very good Arizona team uh, this year. They blew one in the ninth. They held on to win one uh, in the ninth. And, man, they jump all over a hot pitcher in Desclafani. Desclafani settled down after that. But his numbers have been outstanding, and they got five, and it coasted to an easy victory, catching plus two dollars last night. Back, back in San Francisco, Webb and Corbin, uh, two twenty and eight and a half is San Francisco. You're looking at the run line plus one and a half is minus one fifteen at Bet Rivers on Washington and Corbin. Yeah, and and Corbin hasn't pitched all that badly lately. I mean, he, bumpy early. We know the numbers were disastrous last year, but his recent starts have been pretty good. And this is pretty consistent for Dave Martinez's staff. Uh, Josiah Gray's been pitching very well. Gore has been pitching pretty well. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting number: uh, these guys are nine and eight on the road. Uh, they've they're playing above five hundred on the road. Uh, this season so it's a little bit different Abrams is turning into a really nice shortstop for them they're tighter than they were last year and the pitching has really come around uh, nicely and like you said last night they jumped on Dave Sclafani they were ahead cruising the whole way and uh, a, a nice win after uh, salvaging the weekend the, the Sunday game at Arizona and again they, they had a chance to win every game uh, down in Phoenix and uh, they did win the, the last one so they're not playing all that bad Webb has been good for San Francisco, so I, I, that caused me to pause just a little bit. But you got that extra cushion here. That is not a bad price, plus a run and a half. Usually you're having to lay a lot more than that. The way Washington's playing uh, out on the road, uh, the way Corbin's been pitching lately, uh, I think, you know, run and a half, minus 115 or so, uh, yeah, you got an extra cushion. The Giants could win this game by a run, which they do an awful lot. You still cash your ticket with the Nats on the run line. One so of my handicapping uh, angles is teams or pitchers that are performing above their perceived level. And Washington is, a you know, I mean, they're, they're bad, they're perceived. Also, the home and away, minimal at best home field advantage where they're drawing nothing. And so it's a little bit depressing. You come out in front of you in your home stadium and you got nobody there. And when they play anybody locally, they've got more fans, you know, whether it's the Mets or Phillies and others uh, in their own ballpark. But both Washington and Corbin are playing above their perceived level. So, no, yeah. I, I've i been kind of – I've gotten off of that uh, auto fade the uh, last few starts. It's maybe now time to start, uh, uh, you know, uh, following uh, Patrick Corbin. So we'll see. You know, that was uh, two of my picks last night in Major League Baseball. The Cubs performing at a higher than perceived level. And, yes, even the Texas Rangers, even in first place, 
the market has not has not adjusted uh, to their uh, numbers. Now they they beat one of the hottest pitchers in baseball last night, AL Pitcher of the Month uh, in Logan Gilbert. But still, that is a that is a team to watch, and I got them uh, on them in plus five fifty this past weekend at Bet Rivers to win the AL West. Otani and Valdez. Otani is well. He's is he getting better? I mean, on the mound, at the plate, his numbers are. Uh, it's unbelievable. 141 and seven and a half against Houston. Houston's been banged up. They're under 500 at this point. They are starting to get some guys like Michael Brantley is coming back. Uh, they're plus 123 at the big A here, Bruce. Yeah, and um, in a Shohei, with 13 strikeouts his last start at, at St. Louis, although he's been. Teams have been getting to him a little bit the last couple, a little bit more so. Uh, Oakland hit him a little bit. St. Louis did hit him some in that game, even though all the strikeouts. So uh, there's this ray of hope there for the opposition. Valdez, though, uh, this is the hard luck pitcher in, in the league right now. He's had quality starts every time out uh, since uh, opening day. Uh, opening day wasn't, but every start since then, quality. They just haven't been supporting him with enough runs. And you can see against Otani, that's his possibility again uh, tonight. But Valdez pitched extremely well. Two games last year at the Big A, 1.42 ERA across two starts. Very dominant. He comes and he brings it every every game. And you're right, Houston's got some injury problems. Altuve still out. Brantley coming back. They've had some injuries in their pitching staff. And now you've got Javier out too, so they've got some they've got some issues there. But we did see them recover on the weekend at uh, Seattle. I expect them to recover here. They're still quality. And remember, about this time last year, they were running behind the Angels too, uh, in early May in, in the uh, in the uh, AL West. Uh, although Texas is different this year, that's another story. Bottom line, I will give Valdez a shot here. You don't get a chance with him at a plus price too much, even if it's Otani the other way. The Angels, uh, I could see them getting shackled tonight by Valdez too, and this comes down to a bullpen game. And I'll give Houston a shot at that price. I was uh, I was watching that uh, that Oakland game that you talked about like uh, a couple of starts back. And I had a first five because I think there's a big that's that's the angle I go with Otani because for instance it's a dollar forty one a game minus a dollar fifty two for the first five so about he's striking out a lot he's also walking a lot you miss bats well your pitch count's going to go up and they're not going to they're not going to overextend him well you with the, with that pitch count but they're up five nothing in the fourth inning Bruce walk wild pitch hit batter home run double home run it was all in one inning. Before even recording out in that fourth inning, nothing before, nothing after. I think he gave up one more than the min, allowed one more than the minimum. Uh, then in that game, it's a strange game, and I was kind of looking, not much to it. But he hit a double. He was running the bases the inning before, yeah. but it hasn't carried over. It's just something that I was uh, looking for. But yeah, not that ten cents. I'd take Otani on the ten cent difference if I was going to back the Angels. They do have a little so they're trying to hang around. We'll see how long they can stay competitive with you know with um, a limited pitching staff and we know that bullpen is certainly susceptible uh, when he leaves. Uh, so something to think about uh, right there. So in game if you want to jump in maybe when he's about to leave the game is maybe an angle uh, as well. Alright Brucey anything else? What did we miss man? You covered it all. Spraying a sheet as usual buddy. Betting the board. We got uh, one more Champions League match tomorrow, okay. the Battle of Milan, and these games are both going to be played at the San Siro. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing eventually goes to penalty kicks after the second. What I mean, the, the, they're all 
Milan is still for this. Now, that's the first leg is tomorrow. I expect a lower scoring uh, matchup. Uh, the, the the total is around two. Uh, I could see a nil-nil. Uh, Magnan is playing very well in goal for AC Milan. These teams know each other like the back of their hand. And that's been Milan's pattern, low scoring. Uh, AC Milan's pattern. It's Inter Milan the other way. Uh, but uh, I think it's going to be a lower scoring matchup. And it might be an under in game match one tomorrow. Next week, uh, that'll be the Tuesday match next week in Real Madrid, Man City, the Wednesday. Bruce, under, under is minus 162 at Bet River. Still willing to lay that juice? Uh, that's a that's a little pricey. Well, would you try and find three? If you could find if you could find anything more, if you could find two and a half somewhere, I would. I would no, it's do two it. and a half I, minus one sixty two. Or, or two and a half under. I thought you said two. Yeah, oh, two and a half under. Okay. Yeah, okay. I know it's a little pricey, but I I I'd be stunned if this game gets more than two goals. He loves his European soccer all these years. You know, we have finally gotten around where I'm betting some soccer, Bruce. I'm evolving. Wow. We converted you. We converted you. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Bruce Marshall, the goal sheet. Every Tuesday, we bet the board here in the Sports Better's Paradise. I'm Jimmy Yacht on the Bet Reverse Network.